Hi everyone, my name's Dave. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to SportStack Weekly Analysis by AlphaStack, where you can get your weekly discussion on everything SportStack. This is a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at AlphaStack Group. And don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts at www.alphastack.co.uk. Right, enough of the admin. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the SportStack Weekly Analysis podcast. My name is Dave. I'm with Jay. Jay, how's it going? Good. I'm I'm actually really excited now for the Champions League. Um, sort of obviously after the Premier League has calmed down um, massively. Sort of we're not we're not trading each and every day now. So it's sort of back to some degree of normality. Feeling refreshed. Yes, absolutely. Good. Good. As am I. And we've got. We're on to episode 20. This is another, actually, one of the few podcasts where we've not had any football to to review. But we do have Champions League games coming up, as you just sort of alluded to. So we've got a guest on. Uh, we've got Sportstacker, a.k.a. Harry, who is a, a sort of a friend of the pod. We've uh, we've had Harry on. This is the third time now. Um, yeah. Harry, you feel like a podcast veteran? Well, it's, I've come in a bit overconfident, I think. I'm backing myself now. So it's all going to go fine. But yeah, hat trick appearance, but first time appearance since the new rebrand. Sports that weekly analysis. That's all new. Saw that. Nice. Yeah. You like them. it, yeah. Yeah, I like it. More professional. <laughs> Excellent. So anyone anyone who's been following uh what we've got on the on the website with the blogs will notice that we've been hosting we started hosting Harry's own writings. Um so we sort of got a, a journalistic urge that he wanted to fulfil. Um and we wanted to help that happen. So Harry, with your first article, you touched on some historical performances. We had David Luiz in the German-Brazil yeah. game from the World Cup and Messi, where he scored five goals against Leverkusen yeah. so, in Champions League. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was the first one. I don't know, because so, um, I saw how uh, Football Index had put up a few, like, they put up graphics of, like, past performances from a while ago, and I was like, that's quite interesting how it would translate over to sports stack. So I spent a bit of time, I had a bit of free time, because um, what else was there to do in lockdown? So yeah. I picked some of the uh, more historic performances, one good one, one bad, and see how it turned out. And so, um, it was quite, quite interesting, to be fair, because the David Luiz one, for example, complete, who knew that he got the assist for the... Uh, yeah. That really helps his payout if you had backed him, or if you'd shorted him, you'd be a bit pissed. But yeah. So, uh, it was a bit mad. With the, surprised uh, that he did as well as he did in the end, really. I was really surprised. It's because there was just a moment. I remember when I was watching it, all the commentators were being like, what's David Lee's doing? And there was a period between the end of the first half and the start of the second half where he just wandered into midfield. It was terrible for his team, but brilliant for sports stat, for his sports stat score because he got like five dribbles, which is mental. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, now I've got... I'm looking at um, doing a... Another article soon, if you'll have me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to look at um, Laurie's Carriers in the Champions League final, just to see. I'm curious how many, because I can't remember him making a save, but we'll see on the when I do a little bit of research. And then I was also yeah. going to do um, Lewandowski when he got his five goals against Wolfsburg, because his points per minute will be through the roof, as Jay mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, they will be. It'll be uh, quite interesting to see that. So just to remind everyone, he came off the bench yeah, in that game. The bench and 
Scored an awful lot of goals. Was that for Bayern or was that when he was still at Dortmund? That was when he was Bayern. Because yeah. I might be confusing myself. I have a feeling there was a game when he was at Dortmund and he scored four goals in about 20 minutes. There was um, one against Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I can't remember if it was in 20 minutes. But he definitely <laughs> scored four. Yeah, I remember him scoring four. Because mm. um, they didn't they come back from... Weren't Dortmund like 3-0 down <laughs> after the first leg or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely stunning stuff. Right. We're going to jump straight in now because it is one minute to seven on Tuesday evening. So we have the Barcelona-Napoli market opening any second. So we're going to go through all the games that are coming up in a slightly funny order just because we've got this market opening now. So just while prices are sort of starting to stabilise and we're getting some orders in and stuff and we can start to react to those... Harry, how do you see this game going? Have you got any ideas on on what you're expecting to see? Well, I was keeping track of the uh, other leagues during lockdown and Barcelona weren't exactly on fire. No. So I'm not really sure which way it will go. But then Napoli also haven't really had a, a successful season. So it really depends on the prices. If Napoli sort of fall back, centre mid, come in at reasonable prices, I'll probably look at that. How much do you think Messi will come in at? Well, <laughs> I, I have got the app open. Yeah. People yeah. are trying to buy him for 45p, which I think is a bit strong. It's Someone's hopeful. willing to sell him for 72 Um Again. Oh, your app's a bit faster than mine. Yeah, yeah mine's, mine's doing things at the moment. I was going to say, this was obviously going to be the, the first question, really, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. it's how, how are people going to price Messi? Because, I mean, he started the last game in, like, Mid seventies, uh, so fifty four p. I mean, I'd be tempted by that, although someone's just gone in massive on him. Um, <laughs> oh, I, my my app was just populating with the uh, with prices, and it yeah, seems to have all sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, because oh, someone's just if the put Nap- in a huge order. Oh, yeah. That's why I reckon. But if the Napoli defenders were what they were, what I just saw, I might go for a couple of them because they're quite high. Season averages a lot of them. Yeah, so I mean, this is one of the games I think is probably hardest to call because Barca, as you say, have been quite inconsistent. Napoli haven't had a great season, but since lockdown they've been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've they've, I think they lost three games and two of them were against Atalanta and Inter, maybe or Roma. Was... I can't remember. They so they've 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 vastly improved. In fact, I can see Fabian Ruiz at the. 38p so i'm gonna buy some of him um this is this is what you wanted it wasn't harry just jumping into a god i just have no idea i did i did say harry that you would get dave getting some uh sort of just you should go gerard yeah Um, i mean pk's price um i had just seen nelson tomato at 42p before the uh before the prices reset, oh, he's still there. And this is, I mean, this is one of the things is Barca have tried to change up their shape a little bit at points since lockdown. So I don't really know what to expect. Mm. And this is, this obviously makes it very tricky. I've gone for Manolas at 38p. That seems pretty that, cheap to me. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems a reasonable shout. Um, Looking yeah, at it now, Messi's game last time though. 
Like yeah, very quiet I game. In that one as well, when you got twenty eight p. So Messi's price is stabilizing around fifty seven p sell, fifty nine p buy. Yeah, and yeah. this is, I mean, this is, the, I suppose, the talking point because ultimately, if he wants to sort of put Barca on his back and make something happen, he he probably can. Yeah, but I don't know if people are just a little bit scared because Napoli obviously dealt with him quite well last time. They did, and. You know, it's not like Napoli haven't been doing, you know, half decent. Yeah. Um, Barca would have had a much longer rest period. Um, yeah, but, so with that, it's the balance between are they going to lose match sharpness, I suppose. Yeah, there's that balance as well. Um, and yeah, it's. I'll be honest, I don't see anyone else in that Barca side making something happen uh, maybe Frankie in the middle of the park but and also they've had um, Arthur has ruled himself out so that sort of weakens their centre mid yeah. so, so I mean they're, they're, that move uh, the switch with Pjanic and Juve is, is done right well yeah yeah so he said he's not going to play right okay it's a I read, it was crazy a... move in my opinion but <laughs> I read somewhere that the transfer, a lot of it, because it seemed like a strange one, a lot of it was to do with balancing books. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. The accountant in me absolutely yeah. loves the transfer. Yeah, but, Jay was like, geeking out on this the other day. Yeah. The, uh, the actual football pundit in me is like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But then you look at the accountant, it makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, it does. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's the biggest con around financial fair play ever. <laughs> Yeah, so so Barca have sort of massaged the situation. Given, I think Arthur has basically he'd gone back to Brazil and said that he wasn't going to play for the team again. I think it was. Yeah, it sounded pretty dire. So they've they've actually, you know, done reasonably well out of it. Given they've got a guy who's refusing to to turn up. Um, it's hard it's hard to say what will happen. Given both teams tend to dominate possession. Yeah, something's going to have to give here, and I suspect. It will be Napoli that, you know, that yield the ball a little bit more and and just wait because I mean Napoli do have quite a a quick front line. They've got yeah. an incredibly quick front line. Callahan, Insigne, Mertens—they're all very similar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is is that one I actually think is probably the most difficult one to comment on? So with the prices as they are, I'm. I'm actually a little bit tempted to buy Messi. I don't think I will just because 59p is high for my liking on anyone. Yeah. But well, I think here he'll he'll probably be a difference maker. Obviously, Napoli need to go and get a goal. So he'll be looking to make things happen. But I, I don't see Messi having two quiet games against Napoli in a row, particularly given he had some outrageous performances since lockdown. He has. Um, one thing to probably take into account is that since the restart, Napoli have only failed to score in two of their league games. And that was against Inter and against Atalanta. So you can kind of understand them not scoring in those two, but they've scored in every other game. Yeah, exactly. And Barca, in comparison, have been a little bit leaky from what I recall. Yeah, well, they lost the league because they were leaky and they... They had what three draws since lockdown, and then the loss again, the loss at home 
to Osasuna, who um, finished with uh, 10 men. Yeah. Yeah, so in the end, I think I think the Napoli players are probably priced for a bit of a beating, and I, I don't know that's necessarily going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can see it's like a 2-0, something like that, 2-1. That would be my prediction, 2-0. Yeah, that and that's the thing. I don't think I want to trade any of the Napoli goal scorers. No. Um, and that's that's kind of the way I've gone, I think, with a lot of the trades throughout these games. Mm-hmm. So I mean, do you think we've we've covered everything? has everyone sort of made the points that they want to make? Are we good to move on to the next game? Yeah, I'm good to move on. Yeah, pretty much. I'm still just debating whether I'm actually gonna go log on Messi or not. I might just leave it. Yeah, someone has. Yeah, I know someone will have to. It's just whether whether that someone is me or not. I'm trying to coerce Dave into it. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, what one thing to consider is we don't have uh, we don't have Lewis putting in massive short orders and Messi again this time. No, but we've probably got Ben doing it. Ben will be know. doing it. He'll, he'll want to living off his last twice. Yeah, yeah, living off his last Messi short trade. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So let's let's hop on now to the next. Uh, the next game. So, obviously, that is one for, for Saturday evening. So, go back to Friday evening now, and we've got Manchester City versus Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. City, City have been dominant for the most part in the league. And City, this will be their biggest test for a long time. The way they play City, it just suits having no fans. So, I feel like as a defender against Man City, you have to be so switched on. I think the fans help with that. So, but I do think the pricing of Real Madrid players, it's like if... So say when Burnley went to went to Man City, you could get James Darkoski at like 38p. The fact that Eddie Militao was at 38p, who's likely to start with Ramos being suspended. Yeah. I don't know, Just the, the pricing just seems off. Considering they're forgetting the Real Madrid have had the best... They've kept the most clean sheets in all of Europe's top five leagues. So you can't imagine that as much as City are great, I can't see them getting a battering. So that's why I picked up the two fullbacks. I just thought they were just too underpriced. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's a very interesting point because if you look back through, uh, through the game since lockdown, you've basically had Arsenal were able to shut City out in the FA Cup semi-final. And that was obviously a surprise, but they had done the same to... You know they they turned Liverpool over. They've done it to Chelsea in the final, so they they actually have got form for that. Um, would you just say, I guess, that the game against Southampton, where City weren't able to score, that was just you know a, a a kind of a bit of an anomaly in terms of performance from Southampton to to keep them keep them out there. Well, they were up against James Ward Prowse, so they were always going to struggle. <laughs> <laughs> That was, to be fair, I think in that game, Bednarek had something like 42 or 46p for CBIs. Yeah, he did. He's um, Yeah, he's been, he's been monstrous for Southampton. So, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I, I, think, I think I would tend to agree. I'm not sure that I think... I don't think City are going to batter Real Madrid by any means. And I've, I've done a bit of... I've done some funny stuff, actually, with some of the Real Madrid players. So, I've got both of the left-backs, because I don't know which is going to play. <laughs> I'm not sure whether it'll be Marcelo or, or Fulham Mendy. I don't know if either of you guys have any better idea on that than, than me. Than me. I think um, Mendy, Marcelo, I'm pretty sure. 
yeah, I've gone with Marcelo, but like if he doesn't start, he doesn't start. I'm not I'm not too confident on taking Mendy. I'd kind of rather take Marcelo. Like I don't as in if Mendy starts, I don't think I'd trade him. Right, fair enough. And what what's the uh, reasoning behind that? Just knowing Mendy is a player. Uh, more so, if I re- remember rightly, his last outing, which was against um, Man City, he didn't have a great game. Right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, on the centre halves, that that pairing of Varane and Militao seems pretty well set, doesn't it? Yes. Since lockdown, they've pretty much been on rotation next to Ramos. Mm-hmm. I think um, Ramos will be a massive, massive loss. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. He's scored six in ten since lockdown. He's just, he's an animal on corners and he's their first penalty taker, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in one of you can correct me if you know for certain, but isn't he now the highest scoring defender in La Liga, like, ever? I would be surprised if there's anyone who scored more. Yeah. And actually, I can't remember. I haven't checked his goal-scoring record lately. It's something that I've looked back at from time to time and been in awe of. Um, so, well, let's let's check this out now. Um, He's it's guys... either in La Liga or either for... It's either La Liga or Real Madrid's highest scoring defender. Right, okay. Something like that. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. He's got 70 goals for Real Madrid, according to Wikipedia. Um, if anything, I'm almost perhaps a little surprised he hasn't he hasn't got more. He's probably got more red cards than that. Um, yeah. yeah, he's 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 going to be a huge loss. I think in terms of the midfield, you're going to end up with the, the sort of tried and tested trio of Casemiro, Cruz and Modric. Yes, even if I, they are. I can't aging. see why you'd go anywhere else. Um, well, the, the only one I wasn't sure about was Valverde possibly getting in there. Yeah, you might want extra legs against Man City because you're going to be doing a lot of running. Yeah, and I, I mean this is another point actually. With the Liverpool City game, City did actually give up a bit more of the ball than people might necessarily necessarily have expected. Mm-hmm. So I think in that game it was something like fifty-two forty-eight in terms of possession. Um, in favour of Liverpool. So you might see Real Madrid control a little bit more of the ball here than than you'd necessarily expect. I don't know. Um, the midfield... Also to take into account... Sorry, go on. Real Madrid need to score twice. One will not be enough for them. Yeah, they do. Is Hazard going to be fit? Does anyone know? I think, I think he should be. He won't him at 40p. I just think he has, he's a player with, he might not have shown it this season due to injuries but he's a player with so much quality that him on the break against Man City we've seen him do it at the Etihad before it might not be a bad one yeah although I'm just looking now so he didn't start the he didn't start their last game um, did he start against Villarreal he well, did Zidane has, has rotated so heavily since lockdown and that's that's the thing I think has made this really, really tough to call in terms of Benzema will probably start through the middle. But the wide spots are open to any number of people. You've got Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, Hazard if he's fit, Isco, Asensio, 
Bale, um, maybe. No, Bale's not going to play. No, no. I, I would be very surprised if he does. And, you know, if they do win, I'd expect him to celebrate in a very sort of tepid fashion, probably socially distanced from everyone else. Yeah, and he'll, you know, pose if he's about to strike a golf ball. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, doing all, all his best PR stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, on Hazard, I'm not sure. I did see that price. His 40p obviously sounds a bit stupid for a player. He's he's potentially a very, very big game player. We've not really seen that since he's been at Madrid, but he obviously showed it plenty of times at Chelsea. He has done. Um, um, just, it might be a case of waiting until team sheets. Could yeah, be waiting until team sheets, see what happens. Uh, I think the problem with Hazard is that he could sort of do a messy and go through like two, three people at at once. But he gets tackled, as far as I'm concerned, he gets tackled more often than than he does any sort of dribbles. Trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he got sixty p against uh, Galatasaray. Uh, what was that? And he two point two dribbles, and he got tackled once. Um, in the reverse fixture, then he did get four dribbles at home to Galatasaray, and then against PSG, got four and was tackled twice. So I suppose, I suppose there's potential, but even there at home to PSG, paid out forty four p. Yeah, it's. I I think at this point is not something I'm going to take a risk on. Also because of the possibility of the substitutes. Yeah, that's the only other thing. Um, um, across across the four games, defenders. I've mostly just traded defenders. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've got. Because of that. I mean, I've I have gone with Luka Modric, but that's because he was dirt cheap. How much did you get him for? I think I got him for thirty eight. The thing is with Modric, I don't know. You can't. I can't see him getting a goal or an assist. So no, but I can see him. Potentially breaking up a lot of play. Mm. Yeah, just in my eyes, I just, I just don't know if he'll be able to keep up. How old is he now? Thirty-four. Thirty-four, thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah, got to be around that, isn't he? And well, that's that's the thing. I think if he does start, he's probably not playing more than an hour. With Valverde coming on, did yeah. any of the Man City prices tickle your fancy? They all just—they always just seem too high. And yeah. every time, I yeah, short them and I down. Every time, I've got—I've got a little theory on Kevin De Bruyne, and mm. that is that with this midfield that that Madrid have, I think he's going to have to work harder to you know find spaces and everything. I think they're you know they're better equipped than most teams um, to try and deal with him. And I think what that will end up doing is forcing him more out into into those wide spaces. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he'll end up on the wing or sort of in the half space on, on, on the edge of either box. And unless he can assist with those sort of like whipped in crosses that he, he does them very well, I think he could be set for probably a slightly lower payout. I'm, it's not, I, I don't think the downside on him at, if you bought at fifty five p is so huge that it's worth selling him, but I I don't know that he's going to have a a massive game because I think he's going to struggle to find the central positions where he's going to 
have a more direct effect on goal. It might end up with him teeing up someone like Walker or someone for a cutback rather than um, him being quite as direct. Yeah, potentially. I mean, he he would have paid out a 39p if Ramos hadn't seen red um, and, you know, went into his ridiculously stupid mode because uh, obviously De Bruyne got the goal and he got the assist for the for the winner. So, you know, before that, he pretty much had quite a poor game by his standards anyway. Yeah. Um, I suppose you could then argue in the return fixture because there's now no fans um, and sort of like Harry alluded to earlier, it just plays into Man City's hands. I think I think it's a, it's a good point. The only thing I would question with that, I suppose, is if Madrid do have more of the ball than most teams City play against, their defenders are going to be, they won't have to be switched on for as long. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, every second they hold on to the ball for is going to ease the pressure on them a lot but they yeah they have to go out and score I was looking at Gabriel Jesus not with a view to trading him at 50p because kind of as you said Harry that feels quite high to me mm-hmm. he's he's been good since lockdown really he's had a couple of um, really high payouts even if he's only scored one yeah he does get a lot of shots on target and that's obviously something to to take into account like he he could be paying out so much higher on average if he was able to convert easier yeah yeah he's he's one that i i guess i'll be watching watching out for um but otherwise i i i'm not sure i particularly fancy um anything from the city players i mean i was kind of scrolling down the list and i was looking at the season averages thinking like Gundogan's average 57p this year. This seems a bit high, and I realised that was specific to his uh, to his Champions League stats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think I'll be trading any of the City players now. I think what I I was looking at there was it seems like the prices are skewed towards City winning quite comfortably, and I just I don't think it's going to be that straightforward. Yeah, that's that's that yeah. was my is it. it I, I can see them. I think they'll win, but I don't think it'll be as as heavily as the money, the market makers seem to think it will be. No. Yeah, I mean, obviously these guys have a hell of a lot of data and more intelligent models than I have, so I'm willing to accept if I'm wrong, um, and they're right. No. But we'll see. We'll see how that one pans out. Before you wanna... I'll likely be wrong. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Uh, you like you. You've got quite a good track record um, uh, in general. Taking I, on the community. The last two weeks of yeah, I could take down the community, but the last two weeks of the season, I was just having mayor after mayor, and then I got abused on Twitter. Oh, that, <laughs> that really tipped it off. <laughs> this 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 is brilliant. Um, that's when you know you've made it is when you get your first hater. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, <laughs> So I'd taken a break anyway because after Trezeguet scored the double, I was like, you know what, I'm out. I need yeah. a for a bit. Because <laughs> it was that point in the season where all the, the stats don't matter anymore. They beat you out the window. And I was like, right, I'm going to take a break. Then last day of the season, I was like, all right, I'll come back because it's the last day of the season. I'll have a little go. Jimenez and Vardy just looked so cheap. They were below 40p. And they obviously did nout. 
and this bloke just tore into me <laughs> about how uh, apparently I only get nine, I get nine out of ten wrong, and the one I do get right is completely lucky. And he's been following me for ages or for the last month, and he's skin. And I was like, well, number one, <laughs> I'm not a tipster. Anyone who follows my <laughs> if you're following every one of my tips, then that's on you. Because <laughs> I'm. Yeah. I don't like losing my own money, let alone other people's. So, yeah, that was it. So I was like, right, thank you, Pierce. That was his name, Pierce. And he'll stay in my mind forever. Yeah. So um, just just to clarify, you're not a tipster, right? Not a tipster. Please not don't. Tipster. <laughs> what I like to do is I put information out there for people on why I'm picking my tips. And yeah. if they think, oh, I like that, then fair enough. Do not copy every single one of my picks. No, exactly. Please don't do that. And we, we had to do. I mean, we had to make it quite clear quite early on, didn't we, Dave? It's probably worth us reinforcing the point now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just while, if anyone does. Yeah, right. while we're on the subject, don't we're take <laughs> what we say as gospel. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go with what we're going with, that's fine. That is your decision we can't be held responsible for any losses um yeah but recognize that if you take the same trade as us and you lose money we have also lost money as well so we might struggle with any direct abuse we get because you know it's just it, doubling down on the yeah plane. salt yeah. in the wound yeah, yeah exactly can't be dealing with that <laughs> no no exactly but it's all right sports that mark back me up so that's all <laughs> that's all i need Thank well you, that's mark. it Big, we've got a very tight community yeah on Twitter yeah. so you take on one of us you take on all of us <laughs> and, I mean unless we're talking about trading players and then everyone takes on Harry and we all lose yeah <laughs> oh that was good that was going to be my comment Harry if you pick anyone in these upcoming games and everyone decides to go against you I'm taking your side yeah I'm like honestly maybe that's what I need I need another competition against the rest of you and that will get me back into form yeah. I love the, I love the me against the world. It really it really gets the fire burning. The problem is I'm not sure that I'm like ready to lose more money to you. <laughs> yeah. So like you might be waiting a while for that. Well, I was gonna say particularly if you're losing money to Harry and me. Oh, yeah. That that would really hurt. Yeah, I, I think that would. Yeah, that that would be like a knife through the heart if I was losing money to you. I can I can live with losing money to Harry. I know he's good at what he does. Um, oh, but... let's not start this now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, but... on the on the Malpai, Malpai, how do you say his name? Mopai? Mopai? Mopai. On the Mopai one, I got very lucky. He did miss a penalty. So yeah, yeah. he did. That that literally could have gone one or the other way in that like twenty seconds. Yeah. Um, and even though I was like long on him, and as soon as like, you know, he just dribbled it, I like wanted to throw my phone. Um, <laughs> but I I was also on the Slack chat like, do you know what? Like, just give him more than minus ten for missing that penalty because that is awful. <laughs> Don't Not even give Casper a penalty save. Yeah, no. In my eyes, it Casper shouldn't even got the penalty save. That should be, should have been like ball recovery, maybe. Because yeah, that, that's all it was <laughs> in all frames. <laughs> <laughs> uh. right we've been on a community 
the subject of the community for for a couple of minutes now. So let's jump into the questions that we have um, from the guys out there. So Shane Jeffries has messaged in saying, what league would you like to see on the platform next? So Harry, let's start with you. Um, I don't know. I can't remember now if we've covered this. I think in that first podcast that we did, that was like about three hours long. That yeah. they might have come up then, but I can't remember. I think for me, it would probably be the championship. Just because I don't follow a lot of the championship, but it's something I'd like to, because it does seem like that that last uh, day of the season with the Nottingham Forest, Barnsley staying up, it just seems like a very exciting game, uh, league. Probably the most exciting league in the world. And to have Sports Stack added on top of that, I yeah. think would be quite handy because the problem is as much as other people will want foreign leagues I don't know how much trading you'd have on games like say if you did the Bundesliga of like yeah. Haderborn versus Werder Bremen how many people are going to be trading on that maybe like a handful whilst if you've got the championship I think that's maybe the most popular and then like tonight we've got the, uh, the playoff final I would love to have had a go on the playoff final on sports stack yeah I mean, you'd short every Brentford player just to wind Lewis up, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> priorities, priorities, lads. We're not here to make money. We're just here to wind up the community manager. Yeah. Lewis could make, have the, then has the option to do the emotional hedge of longing every Fulham player. That's what my friend does. He's, he was a West Ham fan. And whenever West Ham were playing when they could have got relegated, he'd short all of their strikers. And he lost a fortune because Antonio was always scoring luck. But he did. Yeah, because either way, either way that he's team one. I think he lost about. I don't know. He 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 puts he puts his whole um, account on each game. So he had like oh, no. he shorted so many Suchets and Antonios, and it was just. But he didn't care because he uh, because West Ham stayed up. So yeah, yeah. See, I don't think I could do that with Cardiff. Like, <laughs> if I shorted all the Cardiff players and they like they won three 0 if that could ever happen, <laughs> I'd I think I'd be more annoyed than anything else. Like, are you serious? The game that you know, I say, yeah, you know, we're still gonna do crap. You decide to go and win three 0 Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. See, you said before, Jay, that the championship being added would lead to a bit of an emotional conflict for you, right? Yeah, I think if I'm like being honest, yes, it would be an an emotional conflict, and I would probably, I mean, whether Nick would be able to do it, but I'd probably ask him to sort of ban my account from trading Cardiff games, just like <laughs> get an error message anytime I even click onto a Cardiff game, like nope. <laughs> if you can set some sort of responsible gambling thing for specifically Cardiff fixtures, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that could be quite useful for you. That might be the only way to do it. Um, because it's it's not even the fact that I would go long on all the Cardiff players. I'd probably short them all. Emotional hedge. Yeah. No. No. Not emotional hedge. We're just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works the same way though. It is, it is effectively an emotional hedge. Yeah. 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 I suppose. Surely you're just happy if you're not rubbish, and then you lose a bit of money. I think. Um, I think it works as well. Hmm. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose it depends on how much I lost. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All right, taking away, taking the championship out of the equation, then Jay, yeah. what league would you like to see added? Um, Indian Premier League. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Yeah, never going to get away from it until April. 
at home, no, in all seriousness, I I personally would love to trade either Serie A or La Liga. Uh, yep. Serie A plays a lot more games on a Sunday, which I think works better in that sense. And La Liga is quite similar um, in this respect of they don't have too many games in that sort of 3pm Saturday slot. I mean, oh. La Liga will play like they'll have four or five live games on a on a Saturday and so three on a on a Sunday for example like most of their games are live yeah in the way the scheduling works which I think would be much better than like Bundesliga which is probably the most exciting out of the other big four but so many of their games are half two on a Saturday what's the point you can't watch them you can't trade them properly yeah, that's. I mean, that's a very fair point because it just takes effectively that would just take liquidity out of the, say, the Prem three o'clocks, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, because you know market makers would then have what at least four, or five Premier League fixtures, probably the similar number for Bundesliga that they'd have to provide liquidity for at once, which yeah. is a lot. Yeah, I think that's a fair call, um, particularly on Serie A because they are primarily. Uh, that is primarily a Sunday league, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's calling it a Sunday league is a bit harsh, but yeah, um, I, yeah, not in that respect. <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sunday league. I'd like them to play my Sunday league team. Brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think if I were, I would actually probably side with Harry on on the the championship. Obviously, I don't have the same. Um, the same turmoil that you would have, Jay, in terms of trying to trade it. Uh, it's, not to. It's, it seems to have. It seems to have. Oh, that was sly. I didn't even register what you just <laughs> said. Um, well, we could be heading that way. But on that point, on that point, the championship seems to have emerged as Palace's hunting ground. Now we've decided we need to sign some younger players, and I've found myself sort of desperately researching some of the names we've been linked with. So, Ezzy for QPR. Yeah, Eze is the, yeah. the exciting one. And then I also saw today is Malasar, which is technically a championship player now, if Zaha goes. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the if Zaha goes thing is obviously going to be the, the biggest question. And the only question in my mind over that is who's actually going to pay money for him. That's what um, I think. The amount of money people Palace will want for him, I just I don't see it. No. He doesn't have enough. I can't. I can't see. I can't see Parish taking say thirty million, which is a, a number I've seen thrown around. Um, but that you know, it's not like the world is awash with money at the moment. So there aren't. Yeah, there aren't going to be teams bidding way above that. I don't think. And I, I, you know, I could see him being a really effective player for Spurs or Arsenal, or even if he's just coming off the bench, any of the top teams. Um, but I don't. I don't necessarily see anyone coming in with big money for him. It, it might be that he ends up going to to like PSG or somewhere. Um, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure, but that will obviously have a have a big impact on how much money we have. But I'm hoping that if we are going to sign Eze, that we can get that done before Zaha goes anywhere. So we've got a bit, well, a better negotiating stance. Yeah. Um, 
you know we're not we're not there with like 40 million in cash in our back pocket or something because we'll uh we'll get picked apart but yeah on on that i think the championship would be would be a good league and yeah i mean i i ended up following that uh the final day quite closely um watching all the goals go in and it reminded me of actually what it's like to be in the championship um the 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 premiership can almost get a bit boring at times um so that'll be that'll be a good one sports stack mark has asked do you use any stat sites to research your players i know you do a lot of research behind your trades so do you want to talk us through maybe a little bit your process harry um well i used to use stat websites a lot more um so when i initially started sports stack i'd use who scored a lot I also used Stats Bomb, which does all like the expected assists and goals and stuff. So mm-hmm. I quite like that. But but then after a while, I realised that the so that helped me give me a good base of knowledge on who I'd like to pick up for certain games. Like a good feeling that who scored have is so you know like in basketball you have like a usage percentage for how often someone uses a ball uh, yeah. like is the main offensive player on on who scored they have like what what side of the pitch um, teams attack down the most. So, like, with Burnley, it's, like, 40% at home down the left. So, if they're at home, you might want to go for Dwight McNeil or Charlie Taylor or with, like, um, same similar thing with Newcastle and St. Maximum. So, I found that handy to start with. But then, really, a lot of it is just using the Sports Stack app and all the previous stats they have there. It's really handy just to be able to... I mean, it takes a bit of time because I, have I haven't had time to put it all into a spreadsheet to try and work out who performs well against top six teams or who performs well against bottom six teams. But you get a good idea from where I've spent so much time on the app now. I, I look at every game and I've got quite a good memory. So I sort of know who I'm looking for now before, before I go into a market. So I don't, so it's like I use the stats as a base, but now I sort of have a good idea of. Who performs well against who? Right. Who's stats bomb were the initial ones? So, mentioning that with, say, who plays well against top six teams, you, you've got that kind of idea in your head. Mm-hmm. Do you see form as being something you, you tend to use um, to your advantage, whether that's trading with players that have been playing well or saying, all right, this can't go on forever, so I'm going to short them or something like that? I definitely, you can sort of, I definitely do use, like, I often find that the last six games are more useful, I use more often than, say, the entire season. So, like, a lot of people, if you were just joining the app, you might just look at the average average payout quite a lot and be like, oh, that looks quite good. But then if you look at their last six, they might the team might have been really struggling. So, I definitely say form is definitely important. Mm-hmm. But... For me, I mainly do it based on fixtures. So if I think it's a favourable matchup or favourable win, I think they'll have a better payout because they're they'll have the backs against the wall, something like that. Right, okay. And Jay, do you use any stat sites for your trades? Um I use Sofa Score a lot, but that's more so to to make sure that I'm right in my thinking of, you know, say it's, I don't know, Man City against Palace, whether 
you know, Man City have been dominant in their last four or five games and have Palace been able to do much, uh, just as an example sort of thing, um, right. before I make a trade. But in all honesty, Sportstack has pretty much set itself uh, in its own market with the fact that, you know, it provides pretty much everything that you would ever need on the platform anyway, in terms of the stats and the numbers. Yeah. I think the dream the dream for me is to be able to see the stats, kind of dissect the stats how however you would want to. Yes. Um that is that's something that I would love to see and is something that some clever sod is probably gonna build um for themselves at some stage. Um, so it's useless. No one no one will read it anymore because that's all I do. <laughs> but manually. <laughs> well that's yeah, I mean it's stuff like you said, Harry, say seeing how a player performs against the top 16, um, things like that. When you can d- dissect all the information like that, um, that is something I'd, I'd absolutely love to see. But for now, um, like you, Jay, I use SofaScore a lot. And I've not used StatsBomb before, Harry, but I do use Who Scored quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, StatsBomb I should take a look at. There is also the site that, that Christian mentioned when he was on the pod a few few weeks yeah. ago, if you remember that. I've Jay. downloaded that. I, I like I've downloaded it, but I've never actually opened it. What was it called uh, again? Uh, Stat Zone. Stat Zone. Oh, that was that was like a cheap a cheap subscription fee for, for even I think the heat the year. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's um. Hang on, let me let me just open it quickly now, and I can tell you. Just one thing: the one stat I do struggle to find ball recovery is. Very hard to find, especially for ball recovery. Like, is. Have it. I don't know if SofaScore does. No, SofaScore I don't think does. And this is this is one of the things I think I've I've tried similar exercises to you before, Harry, with kind of trying to model scores from from previous um, from previous fixtures and stuff like that. And ball recoveries I've I've struggled to find a statistic. And I yeah. think one of the one of the things with this Opta feed is that sometimes they're a little bit inconsistent in what they assign as a ball recovery and what they... Yeah, or whether it's like a CBR interceptor. Because some... Yeah, because I'd like to read their actual definition on what they... Because sometimes, like, a ball... But it'll be a pass towards... From one player to another. It'll be an interception, but they'll put it as a ball recovery. So I'd like to see what they class as being the difference. Yeah, I think it just depends whether you've got, like, John or Barry watching the game at Opta. Well, just and... I was wondering, you know where <laughs> the safer keeper boots it long, yeah, and then a centre back challenges with like to say Van Dyke challenges with Chris Wood, wins the header. Mm. In my head, that's a clearance. Do you not think that should count as a clearance? If it's not, so... then I would say I would say so. I'd say that's either a clearance or an interception because if he's not getting there, presumably Chris Wood is, and it would be a completed pass. Yeah, because I don't think at the moment I don't think they they count that. So, because that, cause that was always, when I first started, that was one of my first thinkings was, oh, I'll just bat Van Dijk will actually win so many headers. But then I realised after a while, they, they don't they don't count them. Yeah, what I've found where you look at clearances is if a player boots it out um, and it goes to a throw-in or a corner, they'll get the CBI. Mm-hmm. Um, if they boot it upfield and an opposition player is the next player to touch the ball they get a cbi however if they boot it upfield and one of their teammates says the next person 
it's either a pass or a ball recovery. Mm-hmm. So you're actually better off with them not retaining possession. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and they win the ball. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, it's a bit crazy. Because um, that's obviously something that I've noticed with Van Dyke quite a bit is obviously what we would perceive as a clearance. He gets loads of them a game. But because he's putting it into an area where a Liverpool player picks it up next, he doesn't actually get the point for it. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you're better off backing a centre-back for a, a worse team, one that isn't so good at holding on to the ball. Yeah. Why Koski gets so many? It's yeah. highly priced because how often does Jay Rodriguez or Chris Wood bring the ball down? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, let's move on now to what we can, I suppose, call sort of like part two of the preview. So we've got one game from Saturday, sorry, one game from Friday and one, one game from Saturday to to look at. So mm-hmm. we talked a little bit, Jay, last week about the Juve versus Leon game. So given some more time to review that, how do you feel about the fixture? Have you made any further trades to it? Haven't made any further trades. Okay. Um, However, the more I think about it, the more I can see Juve just destroying Leon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Purely because, yes, Leon have played in a couple of friendlies to you know get themselves warmed up, but they're not going to be match fit. They might they've have played, to buy back. Not even six months. Yeah, it's it's not great, is it? Um, Obviously, Juve need need to go for the win because they lost one um, 0 in the away leg, so they need to go for it. And I just I can't see them. I can't see them not scoring too. At least, if they don't, I think it'll be crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think that does seem fair. I was looking through some of uh, some of Leon's results. They've played. A series of friendlies, probably six or seven friendlies. None of them were against really top tier opposition. They played Rangers, Celtic, uh, Nice, a couple of Belgian teams, and the results were they're mostly wins, but nothing really convincing. Well, it's your typical sort of preseason friendlies, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the one thing they do have. Um, by way of competitive games recently is the the Coupe de League final against PSG where they lost an extra time. Um, then that is that's two teams that aren't really at the races, I suppose. So it's it's, yeah, it's difficult it's, to really take much from that as well. It's a very different situation. Based on that, because one thing I've noticed with the the market makers is they don't if a player's playing out of position, they don't often. Uh, they don't often change change that. So I've noticed that Maxwell Cornet Cornet has been playing left wing back. He has for for Leon, but he's priced at thirty five p. So as if he was a forward or a striker or a, so a left wing or a striker, and they're expecting mm-hmm. him not to be involved. But if he drops back as a left wing back, there's lots more opportunity for him to get clearance, blocks, interceptions, which he wouldn't get if he was a forward. And then if you look at the right wing back Lee Dubois. I think he's at 41p buy price. Yeah. So there'd be a 6p difference between the right wing back and the left wing back. 
with the added bonus that if they do concede goals, you're only conceding three rather than five. A 35p, I just didn't think that was a... I, I don't know. It just it, it tempted me. I think that's that's quite a logical, well kind of thought through um, argument. To be honest, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really I don't really see the flaw in in the argument. Yeah. Uh, where is he? He's now he's now thirty six p by um, Corne, and I I don't know how convincing he is as a defender because I think part of his problem playing yeah. further forward was his work rate, from what I recall. Well, he paid out 44p last game. He did get a yellow card in that as well. Uh, he was also subbed off. I'm not sure what minute he was subbed off, but it looks as if he had quite quite an action-packed time on the pitch. Um, Harry's actually just sold me 200 of him at 36p. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you kind of talked me into it as well. I'm holding fire just for a second while I see exactly what's happened in the first leg because I do want to... I mean, I'm not... Yeah, when I when I saw that he played out 44p with a yellow card, I thought that actually sounds quite impressive because I'm not sure he would have been playing left-back in that game. He, um, was, playing, he was... He was subbed off injured, actually. Played yeah. 81 minutes. Yeah, oh. 81st minute. But still, 35p, I thought that was quite... I don't know, I was quite tempted. But yeah. the thing is, with every trade, I'm like, that is solid logic. And then every time I'm like, yeah, bang on that. And then... <laughs> Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've done that plenty, plenty of times. Um, especially since the restart, where you sit there and you think, yeah, like logically, this is brilliant. Um, and then that's it. Just goes down the pan because football <laughs> became so unpredictable. Yeah, um, that's why I had to take a break. It just became too unpredictable for me, and I, and it was just it was just too much football. Every night was just too much. Yeah. yeah, so I've enjoyed my break, and now I'm good to go back to a more relaxed schedule. Yeah. yeah okay, so I'm interested in Cornet here because particularly his his heat map has him playing pretty much exclusively in Juventus's half, mm-hmm. which I wasn't expecting at all. Basically, so I guess they've they've they're sort of tweaking their system to fit him in there, and Fernando Marcel, who's Playing, playing left centre half, um, at least by the team sheet, is actually playing kind of as a left fullback, just with a little, a little extra cover in front of him. Um, one thing I guess to touch on for Leon is the fact that Memphis Depay will be back. Yeah, which uh, is always tempting because he's so capable. Yeah, I think I think the thing that I'm interested with there is the fact the last time they played against, last time they played against Juve, they. Had a front three of Dembele, Akambi, and Awa, which isn't like a particularly quick front line. So Depay, at least, and as long as he's not lost all his pace during this this pretty intense recovery that he's had, and I I doubt that's the case, he's going to offer a little bit more than perhaps those guys did before. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm not sold on Juventus battering Leon, but I do expect them to win. Uh but I, I do think that a lot of these a lot of these Leon guys again are priced for for a pretty poor performance. I don't think that's necessarily fair. So I've I've got I've spread money across a few of them. Um yeah. I think it's priced for like four four nil roughly, isn't it? 
the yeah. way because those sort of prices are very similar to a sort of Man City Norwich price bracket. Yeah, I don't think the gaps that that strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. In the end, you've got you've got a striker of Moussa Dembele's quality, thirty three p, and as you say, that's that's probably not dissimilar to what I don't know if it was. Yeah, it would have been Pookie on the final day of the season. He probably opened up, maybe a little bit lower than that. But yeah, I think he opened up at about thirty, if not lower, which is understandable. But in. you know, there's a massive golf indifference there, and I don't think there's that big. I think there is going to be a difference in class and you know the way they go about the game but I don't think it's going to be to that same sort of degree as um, Man City Norwich was I think the pricing is just off yeah yeah I think that's fair enough and has anyone traded any Juve players I have back Ronaldo okay so tempted to do it as well Um, I 50p, I think. Which for Ronaldo just seemed... If Ronaldo in the Champions League, they need a comeback. I just can't see. And he's 50... I think he's 56p by now. So yeah, I'm already... Why go 100 shares? And I'm already £4.50 up. Yeah, I mean, at 50p, I take him. I'm pretty sure I missed the market open on this, which is why I'm not on him yet. I yeah, am on Dybala. As confident, but 50p just seems... It does, yeah, it does seem low. Um, I am on Dybala, but I don't think he's going to play. Um, I bought him whilst we were recording the last podcast and then realised that he went off injured. Um, yeah, I think he's doubtful to play now. Yeah, so that'll... Thankfully, that'll just be voided. Um, nothing nothing really to worry about there. Okay, fair enough. I've, I've not traded anyone, anyone for you, but yet, but I do have... I don't know. I am kind of inclined to short Ronaldo, but that's only, oh, I think, because it worked out it. so well last time. Do it. Start the uh, Harry versus the community again. I don't want to take on Harry. He keeps <laughs> mugging you lot off. <laughs> technically, that's... technically, Dave, he's mugged off Alpha Stack, which is both of us. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, you can't you can't pin that on me. Oh, maybe I need to take over, take over Twitter. <laughs> so I can stop this happening. Um, no, we'll see. I, I will not be. I will not be engaging in a Ronaldo short just yet. Uh, but if you do, can you please tweet me? Five minutes into the game, he'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. If I if I do, I will mention it on Slack, and Jay can tweet any screenshots of of me. Um, saying that so everyone can see how stupid I've been but hopefully it'll work out in my favour um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but um, I think I think my concern with him is it could all change incredibly quickly uh, oh yeah it could like shorting him last time out when he was like what was it 67 68 feet yeah, he was like high that. wasn't he that that was too high for me um, especially with the crowd and, and everything it was a proper sort of away fixture for them um, but yeah 56p it, it's t- it is tempting to go long but yeah I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure yet see how the game starts see if he gets tackled a couple of times and then yeah then it looks a bit more attractive <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah fair enough. he wouldn't tempt me but the fact I got him at 50 I can I can live with that 
Yeah. Yeah, fair play. On to the Bayern-Chelsea game now. Jay, you mentioned um, sort of some of the prices being a little too high. You feasted on uh, on Lewandowski last time out, but his yeah. price is a little more moderate this time round. Yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sold on it this time. I think he he opened um, what was it 50, 51, 52, um, before he shot up to whatever he is now. Uh, he is now fifty six p buy. Yeah, I mean, I I was really cheeky. I tried to buy him at like forty seven. Um, and I also put a sell order in for like seventy p just on the off chance that someone, someone was crazy enough to take that on board, um. But no, nobody, nobody took it unfortunately. To be fair, the way the pro- the way the prices went last time out, and the fact that he actually hit that price, I wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> if yeah, someone no. had gone for it at seventy two. Yeah. Um, particularly with buying at home, I I don't expect the game to actually necessarily go the same way I think a lot of other people do. But Harry, what is your view on this? Well, my problem with this game is that there's just so many different factors that could change the game. Like Bayern haven't played for ages. Yeah, they're three nil up. Mm-hmm. I can't really work out what the pace of the game is going to be like. So just to be safe, I just went for centre mid Thiago. Low low ceiling, low floor. Hopefully, but he got about sixty five last time against Chelsea. So that's if that's what I normally do. If I don't think I can call the game, but I know I'm going to be watching it. I'll normally back a busy centre mid. Yeah, Thiago. I've gone with Thiago as well. And what price did you get him at, Jay? Uh, I probably paid more than Harry did. Uh, what did I pay? I wasn't on it that fast today. Oh, I paid. 49.75 in total. Like, that, that was my average. How dare you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done, you've done quite well then. So he's trading at 51p by now. Yeah. Um, obviously, Harry propped him, probably propped him up to, to 51p. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, you better get on. Everyone should get on in before I put my tweets out because apparently lots of people follow me <laughs> tip for tip. So he's going to explode. Uh, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll take the small loss now then, given your recent track record. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you, I I don't actually I don't actually know hundred percent how this game is gonna go. because uh, mm-hmm. obviously like you said, Bayern haven't played in ages now. Uh, they've probably played, you know, some inter squad uh, matches, but that's not the real thing, let's face it. They they've kitted up once in the last month, which is yeah. Um, and that was that was the DFB Pokal final. So then they beat Bayer Leverkusen there. But yeah, I I don't think that necessarily does much for them. I feel like there are a few question marks over Chelsea, but I think we we sort of said it last week, Jay, that I could see this being like a, a scoring draw. Yeah, like a one-one. Um, I could see, I could see a one-one or maybe even a two-all, just because Chelsea have to go for it. They do um, to to mm. to even stand a chance. Now, obviously, there are a couple of a couple of problems for Chelsea. Pulisic did his hamstring in the FA Cup final. Quetta's out. As Pulisic, yep, he went off, um, not looking too great as well. So. It's kind of like who plugs those gaps? How does Lampard line up? I think at this point, Abraham's probably not going to start. 
Um, you know, Giroud has been very good since lockdown. They'd switch to a, a sort of back three or a back five, depending on how you look at it in the FA Cup final. Yeah, I mean, do do you boys think William will play well? Like, I'm I'm pretty much nailed on that he's going to start, given that there's no Pulisic now. Um, but I just don't. I'm not confident on him giving it his all in what would potentially be his last game. Realistically, they're not they're unlikely to turn it over. He yeah. loses out his last big payout. Yeah, maybe short him. Everyone short him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to be walking back. around the pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean I was I was looking at him and he's he's a forty P buy, which is is low by William's standards. Obviously we've seen him kind of at his best since since lockdown. He's probably above Callum Hudson Adoy in the pecking order. I don't quite know what's going on with Hudson Adoy now because he uh he he did get on the pitch in the FA Cup final, if I remember correctly. Um Yeah. So he's he's above he's above the pecking order in uh, above um Hudson Doy in the pecking order. Obviously, Pulisic is out, so it's probably going to be Willian and and probably Mason Pedro. Mount. Mason Mount might play as a... Uh, as, as he's dislocated his shoulder end of the FA Cup. Who did Pedro? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I missed that. Right about that. <laughs> yeah. Right, OK, well, fair enough. His last minute of football for Chelsea and he's, uh, yeah, he's done his shoulder. So I reckon it'd probably be Mount. He, he likes to play Mount on the left, which I don't think he's best position. And then, yeah, it has to be William, mm. or or maybe Hudson Odoi. Yeah. No, it's got to be William. You're not going to put Hudson Odoi. Uh, well, I wouldn't put Hudson Odoi ahead of William, whether it's his last game for the club or not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, William's probably got his his sights set on the uh, on the Arsenal medical. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chelsea have got a hell of a lot to do. I think they've got the personnel to stick with the, the five at the back if they wanted to. Obviously, as Piliqueta won't be playing, they could put in um, Tamori or Hayden Christian. Uh, Andreas Christensen. Yeah. yeah, Hayden Christensen played Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars, didn't they? <laughs> getting well confused. Um, so yeah, they could. They they've got the personnel to do that if they want to. After it didn't work out so well against Arsenal, I'm not sure I'd be inclined to to try it against Bayern. But we'll, it's, we'll kind it's of one of those see. games where they've they've probably got to try something different to even give it a go, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think you know everyone's obviously already written them off. I think Lampard's just going to want to go there and and give it his best shot since they they bat out in the. In the FA Cup final in not too spectacular a fashion. I suppose one question is whether you think Kovacic might play given um he was he was dismissed for a horrendous challenge in the FA Cup final. <laughs> Wasn't that bad, was it? No, <laughs> it was one of the most bizarre sendings off I've ever seen. I think we I was talking I was talking to my mates about it when we were watching it, and I'm guessing the referees booked him. And then realised after the booking that he's already booked him, so he's got to send him off. And he's just like doubled down when he's probably realised that it definitely wasn't worth a second yeah. yellow, if not a first. But yeah, it's a bit. It was a bit of a mad one. That won't lie. 
Yeah. Oh, well, right. so right. You boys both have Thiago. Have you got anyone else? Uh, I do have Kante. Right. But I'm actually not sure that he's going to play now anyway. Um, he does play, isn't he injured? I'm so, I, I worry about him finishing 90 minutes. Is he injured? Oh, my God. That's what <laughs> they said. Because I remember in the FA Cup, he didn't play. But, and then at the end, front number was like, he's just he's not that fit. Oh, great. Um, An extra week might be enough. Yeah, it might be enough. Might be enough. Um, I mean, to be fair, if he doesn't start, he doesn't start. It's it's no yeah. loss to me. But no, my luck, he'll start and then go off after like 20 minutes. Put in a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just this, this sort of form of unpredictable football will continue yeah. in the Premier League and we'll realise nothing has changed. No, just boycott the pod for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry, you can just step in and take over, mate. If I have to. <laughs> yeah, I I think in the end I'm I'm guessing Kovacic and, and maybe Jorginho will will start in the middle of midfield again. Um, the I've I've got in this game. How can I not even remember this? I did it earlier today. Yeah, is it, okay. Is I've I've taken Antonio Rudiger. He's 37p. Um, I'm not expecting Bayern to pose no threat. So you know. Chelsea defenders will have something to do and whether it's Rudigo or, or Zuma or yeah. someone else maybe filling in that third centre-back spot I think there'll be plenty for, plenty for them to do there um, that I think is is just about everything is it chaps? yeah sounds good to me yeah pretty much excellent right well um, apologies if any of this sounded <laughs> sounded like we weren't really quite sure it feels like almost like we're coming back from lockdown again um, if you remember that feeling, Jay, where everything felt very up in the air. Yeah, yeah, it was that was good times. I think <laughs> solid analysis for a good for a couple of picks. So, well, yeah, exactly. That's that's what it's all about. Um, you know, like like we've alluded to a couple of times. Don't take what we say as gospel. Um, <laughs> Other than Cornet, what a pick that's going to be. Yeah, bang on, bang <laughs> yeah. on. Don't um, yeah, don't don't rely on it too heavily. But yeah. Um, saying that it will be nice actually to be to be mostly looking at games that do matter after a long run of of Burnley versus Everton and similar fixtures Um, so yeah thank you everyone for tuning in Harry thank you for for coming on for as you say your hat-trick appearance Um, I'm sure we'll have you on again soon thanks guys whenever you need excellent thanks mate (laughs) Good luck uh, trading, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you.